you feel it, you know it. D. Raw Productions. talent 
to compete with Oregon. So let me ask you this. So we all we already know about USC's high firepower. We we know that hands down. Does USC have a good defense? I don't know. To be honest, I haven't really seen USC on. Neither have I. Like, I, like don't get me wrong. When they show highlights of USC, they only show the offensive side of the ball. So it's like. Yeah. You only see what Caleb Williams is doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess from this point of view, I would say their defense got to be decent. Yeah, because they, they I guess they only allow teams to get, I guess, like. What? Like, let's the look. Teams they play, they only play, like, what? They got, like, six and maybe, like, ten points a couple times. Well, let's look at this. USC, they beat. Arizona State, 42 to 28. Okay. You know, they allowed 28 points, but look how many points they put up. So they, they could have a decent defense, you know what I'm saying? Okay, they okay, but their offense is high power, so I guess it's good enough for them to continue to win games and be number five in the country. So this might be the game that you say that might be a shootout. Because you got to think about it. Oregon but, put Oregon put up eighty one points and then they held the other team to like seven. So I feel like Oregon's defense is it even be, with they all could be they could have a solid defense, but Oregon ain't never been known for no defense. And, and I know, and that's what and that's what threw me off because that's why I thought last week's game was gonna be a shootout. But man, from that first quarter, I knew it was downhill. Yeah. So you know, another good game that was uh, happening in the Pac twelve was UCLA and Utah. Now, that was a defensive game. Utah pulled it off 14-7. Also, they was both ranked. Utah was number 11. UCLA was 22. Uh, 14-7 victory for Utah, surprisingly. I mean, I don't know where Utah is going, but that might be the scary team to watch in the Pac-12 out of all of them. But you know, Utah actually has USC's number because they beat them in the past couple of years. Remember, they beat them in the Big 12 champions. I mean, yep. the Big 10. Pac-12 championship. Pac-12, I keep getting them because, you know, I forget. You know, everybody keep moving to the SEC and the Big 12, so I just keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Yeah, that that can really be the team to, to win it all. I think they could beat Oregon. They could beat US, USC. I don't, I don't know about I don't know. Oregon convinced me otherwise. I feel like I if think, Oregon can get past USC, I feel like they can, like they can beat Utah. Now, will they play in the championship? Now, that remains to be seen. Because I don't think they can compete with any SEC or Big Ten team. Nah, nah, they ain't Neither, not. Like, they don't have they, a size. I, they can't beat Ohio State. They can't beat Michigan. They can't beat Georgia. I don't even see them beating Alabama. And Alabama struggles on offense. Like, this is like the worst offense I've ever seen from Alabama. Yeah. I, I think it's because they, they really... They don't really have that running back that they could just lean on. Like they got a decent, they got decent quarterbacks, but they don't really have that running back. You be like, yeah, he gonna be in the draft. Yeah. Usually they have somebody like that. That's like, true. They don't have it. Um, uh, man, honestly, bro, Pac twelve, Pac twelve has been pretty solid as an yeah, overall coaches this yeah, year. Because Washington State and Oregon State played against each other. Oregon State was number fourteen. Washington State number twenty one. Watch they pulled it off 38-35. That's a shootout right there. Yeah. See, I was expecting something like that out of Colorado. Especially since they competed so well against TCU. You thought, like, I'm thinking, like, Coach Prime had them just revved up, ready to go. And then when you see all of this stuff on Instagram, YouTube, how you got, like, the marching band from Oregon, got their music playing in the background during their practice. He going against different things. They watched him film. And then when they go out there, it's like, just ain't none of that shit. <laughs> ain't none of that shit work. <laughs> bruh, bruh. 
Hey, it's like it's like playing NCAA 14 on rookie, man. Yeah. Oh man, that was hard. Colorado made made it look so easy for Oregon. They did. They just gave it all up. Yeah, like, hey, it was funny. Everybody came in there with the shades on. They took them shades off at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. LSU Arkansas was another good game. 34-31 win for LSU. Uh, Arkansas remains to be a solid team, but never good enough to really just get over the hump these days. Um, also, looking at Alabama and Ole Miss, I actually now you picked Ole Miss to beat Alabama. I did, I did, because they was having so many offensive problems, and I feel like this is Lane Kiffin's year to finally prove that he can beat his teacher. And once again, Lane Kiffin failed me. Like, why do I keep getting caught up in the Lane Kiffin rabbit hole? I was, I was trying to ride with you on it, bro, but. I don't know. I mean, and, and that, that first, the first, the first half, the first half, it was, it was leaning toward Ole Miss. Guess way. what? <laughs> Kiffin go Kiff. He just went out there and made some bad play calls at the end. Yeah, he, he made a lot of bad play hey, calls. Did you see? Did you see the Florida State and Clemson game? I seen bits and pieces of it. Hey, it was actually better than what I thought. Hey, Florida State is becoming scarily good again. They like, are. They are slowly but surely coming. Now I don't know what's going on with Clemson. You know, I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna blame Dabo because Dabo is a great coach. I just think that he probably is in in a in a part of his you know coaching tenure where he got some of them older players that didn't left and they got a lot of young players coming in. Maybe next year will probably be their year. But even then, at two and two, zero and two in the ACC, I think they probably they they gonna be bowl eligible. You no problem, you know, no question yeah, about no that. They, they like probably eight. they probably get about eight wins though. Yeah, they sure. got an eight thousand bowls, so they're gonna make something. They're gonna make the the chicken bowl or you know, the Chipotle you know, probably, salad bowl. They're gonna, probably, they gonna make something. And they'll probably win the bowl, whoever they face off against. But I think no game was better than Ohio State and Notre Dame. Ohio State pulling it off seventeen fourteen. The only reason the they pulled it off is because Notre Dame only had ten defensive players on the field and they didn't want to get the penalty and just give them the win so they just went ahead and just left the 10 on the field and took the dumb L. Well, they took the, the dumb they, L. They could have used the 10 players to cover grass or something. Or, I don't know. Hey, uh, and then, but honestly, when I really think about it, like when I heard that, I was like, at the end of the day, did that 11th player really make a difference because you still got beat with all your secondary was out there. So it's like it didn't make a difference. It didn't make a difference. Make a difference when you when you got that, that front line, you trying to rush something. That's that's true. But you know, Notre Dame played a good game. At the end of the day, look, they can't be mad at the fact that they lost because it was competitive all the way through and they can easily bounce back from this loss. Because it's they, still early. They will they will bounce back. But you know, one thing about Notre Dame, just kind of like I said about Arkansas, they kind of one of those teams that just never get over the hill these days. No. no. Like, like I think they, they always rank them very high because they're Notre Dame and stuff. But I think if Notre Dame was like in the SEC, they'd be just like Arkansas. Nah, they'd be like Vanderbilt. <laughs> they would be like... <laughs> oh, so that's even worse. I know. <laughs> you think they're going to be that bad? I don't think they'd be that bad off. Bro, but. The SEC got, got too much competition. Too much competition. And I feel like, I, no, you know what? I take it back. That is an insult. Not to say that people that go to Vanderbilt is bad. You know, I respect Vanderbilt. Probably 
in basketball more than football, but I still respect. I feel like they would be more like Texas A and M. I can agree with that. I, they be they win some, lose some. Yeah, yeah. It, you know they go they gonna scratch out at least eight victories a season. Then you know they might have that one year where they might get only like five or six and then bounce back and then have they get like eight. ten. Yeah, you yeah. know it'd be it'd just be too too many fluctuations. Well, I tell you what. Penn State been on the road. They four and zero. They beat Iowa thirty one to zero. Iowa was ranked number twenty four. Penn State was number seven, and that was a straight domin- domination. You know what I'm saying? That was domination. <laughs> so better watch out because Penn State they they really coming and they coming for real. Uh, I don't know what they really say about Iowa. I don't know how if they really show that they were you know worthy to be number twenty four or or not. You know, but. Uh, Oh, they got dominated, but oh. so did Colorado. Now let me ask you this, because you say they, you know, you say Penn State coming. You are, I know for a fact. Besides U of H, you are an Ohio State fan. I want you to answer this truthfully. You can answer from your fan perspective. You can answer from a real perspective. Do you feel Penn State has enough to beat Ohio State or Michigan? They have enough to beat Ohio State. Michigan, I don't know. But they have enough. The only reason I said this because Ohio State, yeah, yeah, they beat Notre Dame. But what did we just say? Notre Dame is they not mediocre, but no, they they, they the best of mediocre. You know what I'm saying? Like they high level <laughs> mediocre, bro. That's why they stay oh, independent. <laughs> well, transitioning from that, we could talk about the Houston Cougars and. Them finally getting a victory this week. Go Cougs! They knocked out Sam Houston, thirty-eight to seven, which they should have. Pretty impressive because honestly, prior to that game, I didn't know what to expect from Houston. Hey, they they listened to our, they listened to our show and they already knew what to do on offense because they was running them all silly. Hey man, five hundred thirty-eight yards total for U of H versus one hundred seventy-eight yards versus uh to Sam Houston's. They did pretty good. No turnovers. 27 first downs. Although Sam Houston did turn it over two times with eight first downs. Uh, U of H played pretty well, keeping the possession. Mm-hmm. 34, 35 minutes pretty much hey, they did on the possession. Well. Man. They was great Bro, there. U of H, great. hopefully they really, you know, turned it around. Next week they face off against Texas Tech. So, I don't know. But uh, hey, hopefully this game was a good confidence booster for the team. Hey, and I feel like that's all they really needed. They just needed a good confidence booster. They need something that can show them that they can win. All they need is just the right discipline in the middle of the game to keep them focused and motivated, and they should be good to go. Yeah, and one big thing that really helped U of H in this game was Parker Jenkins, the uh, true freshman. He came out with 20 carries, 105 yards, three TDs. That boy did great, especially for a freshman just opening up you know, getting a starting job, man. That's what U of H needed. And like you said, a confidence booster. Uh, I think if he can run like that week in, week out against these Big 12 teams and keep it positive, I think U of H will be able to win some, some big games this year. Honestly, right now from the Cougars, all I'm looking for, believe it or not, you might say I'm wrong for saying this, I'm only looking for like a 75, maybe 84 yeah, season. Because it's their first year in the Big 12, so, you know, that type of shift from what they used to be in, that type of conference, into more of a powerhouse conference, it is going to be a, a much of a transition. So, I feel like 
I don't want to put too much on them right away because they had a good season last year. Like, oh, you know, because the college level changes and develops every single year. So I don't want them to go out there and do too much, but just do enough to where, like, it's going to be a confidence boost for next year. You bring in more recruits. By that time, you know, you got juniors, you got seniors, you got sophomores in the system that's, you know, fully fully involved and fully committed to the system. And then that way you can bring along some freshmen if necessary. Yeah. And I feel like that way, that'll get you to 10, 11, 12 wins. And see, nowadays, bro, it's not even really just about who you're recruiting. It's about that transfer portal. And well, yeah, that and is if, true. If he can pull in the right players through a transfer portal and, you know, fill in the holes that really need to be filled in with size and speed, strength, you'll eventually be all right. But you gotta, feel, you just gotta, man. They all right here in the backyard, bro. But I feel like nowadays, yeah, the transfer portal is what gets your team just right in the mix. But a lot of these kids are worried about the NIL deal too. Well, yeah, yeah. But you in Houston, you should be yeah. able to get some of the best NIL deals. I mean, NI, NIL deals ever. That so, is true. Because if Shadura Moss can get millions of dollars, if Pete, if Arch Manning can get millions of dollars without even playing. I know you being in the melting pot that is Houston, you do you a couple of commercials away. Yeah. You a couple of commercials away from, from any kind of brand that you want to be a part of. Yeah, and you know, you have got so many boosters, so many connections. I know they can get some people to get these deals done for them. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So I say probably about a year or two, trust me, it's gonna be a lot more sponsorships than what we actually see now. If I mean I no knock against Dana. He's still on the hot seat. But if we could get somebody like Dion to come fill that fill that office, bro. You know what I'm saying? Somebody electric. Hey, that's somebody that's motivating. You know, someone, a, 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 a player's, what you want to say? A player's, a player's coach. coach. Yeah. Bro. You so, so let's look at it like this. Do you feel like somebody who's an alumni here? Or do you feel like somebody who probably... Coach, I mean, played in the NFL, and then they trying to transition to a coach. Like, would you go after somebody like you know, like Ed Reed? He did play here for a year, or like somebody you know, somebody that magnitude can come in think, and just like. Coach. I'm gonna be honest. We talking about Deion Sanders, bro. There's nobody else out there that's gonna come with the same energy like yeah, him. He's just a special individual, but just somebody that that has that it factor to him. That's that's energetic. You know what I'm saying? I. It don't have to be a, a former NFL player or Hall of Fame player, you want to say, but just somebody that got that energy that's that's trying to change things. I don't think they're gonna find an actual alumni because I can't think of an alumni that that will fill those fill those shoes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, only one. I, only one I can honestly think of, and I don't even know if he even do anything with football anymore. Only one I can think of is probably like with Andre Ware. Andre, where's a commentator? The coaching? I don't think. No, no, yeah, I don't right. think that's what he, he, you know. That's not where his passion lies. Yeah. So maybe Case Keenum in a couple of years. I could see Case Keenum being a coach. I don't know if he gonna pull a mass crowd like that, you know. But hey, I think a lot of people hey, are like he's, him. he's loved out here. Though, yeah, so that's he why I feel like he could. But you know, I, I just think they need they need somebody. It, it's crazy to say, but they need somebody that is with a new. Young offensive mind uh, that's energetic. It's going to get U of H back to their old ways as far as moving the, the pace of offense so fast that the defense can't keep up. 
and putting points on the board. That's what U of H needs to go back to. And then with that, they need they need a defensive coach that's going to really just make the defense like some dogs, bro, that's going to force a lot of turnovers and just keep the ball on the off, you know, in, they, in the offense hands. Because I feel like we got the kids. Like, I, I, feel Honestly, like, I feel like I feel like the kids that's there right now are good enough for them to. I'm not. Well, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. They they can win nine games. I think they can win nine but, games. And I believe if, they can too. You know, if they're well coached. But if they only get seven or eight, I'll be. I consider that like a, a positive. Season. And then, in the way I look at it, it's like that TCU game was winnable. They was definitely supposed to be Rice. So at this point, they really supposed to be four and zero with a, a well coached U of H team with the squad they got right now. I think they could be four and zero. So I think that they could kind of run the board and, and beat some of these teams. Now at this point, I'm like, yeah, they ain't gonna beat UT. You know, uh, I'm trying to think who else is on their schedule. They probably not gonna beat, but and it, it's it's a couple teams out there that they just they probably not gonna beat. But we'll see. When they face off against Texas Tech, because last year they played Texas Tech, and that was a game that came down to overtime. They lost, so we'll see what what happens. But uh, moving on in the Houston area, we had the Rice Owls face off against South Florida. Um, I'm actually disappointed in Rice because this kind of makes U of H look worse than you know what I'm saying. Because they were supposed to beat South Florida. Yeah, Rice Rice was favored in this game by like three or four points. You know, being away on the road. We ain't seen Rice favorite in a long time. And not and, at all. And they looked pretty competitive. And when I was watching the game, the game was close. And then I guess after I turned, turned the channel, man, it went from being close to 42 to 29 in favor of South Florida. So Rice got to get it together, bro, on, on all um, levels from their special teams, offense to defense, and just stay consistent. And I think if they do that, They'll be able to, you know, be in the mix and probably get into a bowl for sure. I feel like the offense is there, but that defense, you notice they come down to it. All their games come down to the wire. And and then it's sometimes it works in their favor and sometimes it more or less it don't work in their favor. Because yeah. really they got lucky in the U of H game. They really did. They really and did. Then and then like every it, was, it was it wasn't only just the luck, but it was the, the luck or the it's like they paid the refs in that one, bro. Like, because think about it. The only time they offensively struggled was in that Texas game, which they should have. But see, like I said, I don't really think they was even trying in that that Texas game. Yeah, they were just trying to run new plays and see if they gonna work. Yeah, and then they was like, yeah, they circle they circle U of H on this. It was like, yeah, this one right here, we're gonna win that one, and and that they did. But uh, not too far away, you had Texas Southern. Facing off against Grambling. I thought TSU was going to get it together, you know, last week. But yet again, they, they failed and let me down again, bro. 35-23. Well, at least they put up 23 this time. That's a positive. But they allowed 35 points. True. And True. they and they sitting at 0-4. And, and they at least could have been 1-3 if they had took care of PV like they're supposed to. I'm going to keep harping on that one. I have never seen TSU this bad in, in some years. I wonder what's going on. Because normally they don't play like this. They didn't play like this last year. They didn't play like this the year before. So especially gonna... especially against, you know, their own conference-level teams. They should be way yeah, more Yeah, and the crazy part bro. is they get better and better recruiting-wise every year. Yeah, especially with this portal. You know, they got players coming mm-hmm. there that, that you would have never thought. They're like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and try this TSU thing out. But they're, I don't know. I think it's coaching. It is coaching. It's got to be. Well, Preview took care of their business. They beat off, uh, 
Alcorn State, 23-20. to uh, And next week, they face off against Grambling. Oh, and let me uh, run that back. Texas Southern will be facing off against Lincoln out of California. Um, not sure what to expect out of that Lincoln team. I've never really seen them. I can't really give too much uh, advice on what TSU right, can do against this team, man. but... Nah, I ain't calling it no dub. I'm going to be honest, bro. bro. I think TSU going to lose. And I don't even know who Lincoln is, bro. I man, think they going to lose. don't do them that, man. Don't do them They going to lose, man. Hopefully they I, I bet, together. I bet they lose by 21 points. I bet. I bet TSU. I'm telling you, bro. It's, the, it's the coaching. But back on PV, man. PV took care of their business. They 2-2. Two and two, Knocked off Alcorn State. Now they got Grambling, which TSU just faced off against. Um... To be honest, I think PV going to lose this week. And the only reason I say that is because they barely beat TSU. You know what I'm saying? Even And, and they barely beat Alcorn State. So, this team ain't really too good. They mediocre at best. Hey, they yeah, mediocre hey, at best. That's the word of the day. <laughs> and, hey, and, so, they like Notre Dame mediocre or they just like slightly below? Nah, <laughs> nah. Nah, they, 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 lower, they the lower tier. Oh, they the lower tier? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I yeah, lower tier mediocre. They the lower tier, bro. Damn. I'm I'm a roll with gambling on this one, man. By ten points, by for sure. Ten points, damn. Yeah, I can't. But you know, you know what? ACU took care of business. Houston Christian University. They did their thing, bro. They got a victory. Hey man, hey. Hey, hey shout out to my nephew team, man. They finally getting it back together. Man. Hey, thirty-four nineteen against Southeastern Louisiana. Hey, that's hey, that's all they need. Hey, and now they play Lamar this weekend yeah. too. Yeah, and it's finally a home game. Yeah, they finally at home. Six o'clock. Trip. Six o'clock, man. Let's go, Lamar. This should be a pretty interesting game. Um, not sure what to really expect out of Lamar, but they won in three. So, ACU they get the host at five hundred going against a one in three Lamar team. I kind of like what I see out of uh, ACU quarterback, though. He only threw three interceptions so far. He got ATD, so he's not turnover prone. Uh, Lamar quarterback, he pretty turnover prone. Four TD, three interceptions. So it's a big difference, big gap between the two, especially when you look at how many passes was attempted uh, from both teams and who's succeeding and who's not. So just looking at what the quarterbacks are doing, Honestly, bro, I'm going to roll with ACU on this one. I think ACU might be able to pull out a close one. Hey, this might be a good game. I can't actually can't wait to see this one because I feel like this is actually going to show me the true grit of what HCU has to offer. Yeah, and it's the home opener, so everybody should be there, you know, band and all. Oh, yeah, this going to be good. Nah, I know tomorrow. All, all 15 game. members going to be there. Oh, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. It's a nice venue, though. For what like for what it's worth, it's a nice venue. Yeah, it's it gonna is. be good. It hey, is. and also too, before I forget, man, I want to give a shout out to my nephew, Denim Johnson. He he had his first start for Kentucky State, the Thoroughbreds. It wasn't a losing effort, but he did do 200 yards passing and 111 yards on the ground. So it is his first time starting in the collegiate. He is a true freshman, so I am proud that he was able to do that. Actually, get his feet wet into the offense, and hopefully. It'll be many more games to come where he can actually transition to those those kind of stats and yardage to wins. Oh, yeah, man. That's good. 200 yards passing, 100 yards on the ground, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That boy's out there balling for sure. Keep putting in that work, man. Keep putting in that work. Well, 
looking at the next college week of football, we got week five, and I'm just gonna go go ahead and run down some of the big games. You said there's some good ones this week, huh? Oh yeah, man, some good ones. You got Utah at Oregon State. That's a good game right there. It's gonna be a good game for Utah. I don't know about Oregon State. I don't know. I don't know. Spread only three and a half points. Man, don't Oregon over and under forty five. What kind of, they run something where it's like just I think they do nah, run like a No, nah, I think they run like a spread offense, bro. When I was watching they was running more like a spread offense. They run like the ball a lot or something. I think they do something like it's a wildcat and a whole bunch of like they they could run for They might they might do some different things, but uh Or is it they only do that with Oregon? Because they know Oregon really can't stop the run. Well I tell you what, this Utah team gonna better stop the run, so yeah. Oregon State gonna have to go through the air for sure if they wanna win that game. For sure. Uh, we also got BYU and Cincinnati. That's another uh, good game. BYU and Cincinnati was uh, new members of the Big 12. BYU's, you know, formerly independent. Cincinnati taking on BYU probably for the first time in a long time. That's going to be good because the slate clean. The team know what to expect yeah. from each other. Yeah. That's going to be good just because you going out there trying to execute your plays to your best abilities. So that's what makes that good. It ain't like something you just know. Like I know they're gonna run this. I know they're gonna know that. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta watch. Yeah, they really don't know. Understand. You don't know what they're gonna throw at, at you. And and it's funny because the spread is only two points. So uh, BYU being at home, spread only two points. So really, you gotta kind of lean towards the away team. So Cincinnati might actually pull that out. Yeah, really, that that game right there should have had no line because they don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty close. Well. I know everybody's circling this game, and I'm pretty sure another 10 million Americans will be watching this one. Um, USC at Colorado. Why? Look, look, and I'm not, I'm not a Colorado hater. I love what Coach Prime is doing, but they put the two hardest games of their actual schedule back to back, and I think they did that on purpose. Because look, they started out high, three and zero. Now they got that gut punch. They hey. win. Hey man, it's it's all about how you respond. Spread is twenty one and a half. So last time I seen a spread like that was last week against Colorado, and I had said, Nah, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be ten points. And to be honest, bro, I think it's gonna be more of the same. It's, it's, they gonna get they gonna get dragged this week again. But I think we'll see a better response out of Shadour, how he handles the pressure. I think we'll see. Some different schemes on how they can, you know, slow down USC and possibly get after Caleb Williams because all in all, that's going to be the goal for Colorado is to slow down Caleb Williams and then try to keep Shadur on the field and see if they can make some plays. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I know they're going to lose this game. Like, in all honesty, I think everybody knows. You know, you got them, some people that be like, oh, he going to come with a different game plan, game mindset and all of that. I be, you know, I believe they'll be more competitive, but it's not going to translate to a win at all. You know, I, I think the defense has got to play better in this game. Nah. If the defense, if the defense can it's, make I some plays, this game is more offensive line. This game is more offensive line. Well, we, you know what? We was talking about USC earlier. One thing USC always do, they always have a couple of dogs on their front line, bro. That's what I'm saying. But if they get to Shadour early, I feel like it's going to rattle him you know the rest of the game. Colorado probably need to run, like, some screens or something, bro. But it's the only, only thing that hurts them is, like, they really ain't got no bona fide running back. And I don't know what's up with McCaskill. He ain't played yet as far as I can see. So, 
until they get McCaskill, I think they they run game and, and just you know scat scat back skills is just gonna kind of be low tier, bro. So what do you think the score is gonna be? I know it's kind of hard because judging Probably, on last week, I think it's gonna be like forty something to twenty one. I think I think Colorado gonna put up points Yeah, Colorado gonna get on board. And, and that's what I and that's what I think. I don't. I honestly, I'm only gonna give them like seventeen points, seventeen to sixteen points. But I feel like USC is not gonna score as many points as Oregon did because Oregon really tried to like drive a point home. Yeah, I feel like not, USC. See, you, I feel like USC know they can beat them, so I feel like in the fourth quarter they gonna like pull back a little bit. I'm only looking at like 35, 17. I, that's still respectable, but you know, talking about what Oregon was doing, I think, I think honestly, and it's not even a thought, bro. I know the media was against Dion. They didn't like to see him succeed. Everybody was hating, hating yeah. Colorado. You know what I'm saying? And I think the coaches that previously play, played. Colorado, they gave all their notes and everything to Oregon so that they could be set up to beat Colorado. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to happen again this week where Oregon is just going to give everything they got to USC. You know, all the game film, all the all the little pointers and stuff so they could beat Colorado because everybody want to see Dion fall, bro. So, it, it's, it's a big weight on his back, you know what I'm saying, to, to pull the team up, but hopefully he could pull through and just Make this game, you know, really competitive. Don't just let them do him in, you know, do his team in like that. Yeah. My biggest concern is if they do lose this game, can they still have, like, a bounce-back season? Like, if this second loss in a row, will it, like, derail what really? Coach Prime is trying to do? Like, we already know they're trying to make it to a bowl game. We understand they're trying to, like, but do you feel like they can finish the season being ranked in the top 25 after these two losses. Yeah, they can. If they, I mean, if they lose these two games and then I had to look at their schedule again, you know, if they lose maybe. I think they play Utah and oh, yeah. they play some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Some other teams too. So I feel like. Hey, bro. That, that's why I feel like. These Pac-12 teams are pretty good this year. And it's kind of crazy that it's going to just dissolve because yeah. it's actually pretty that's competitive crazy. this year. And it's good. It's, it's, it's good for TV now. Because honestly, what I always envisioned, like when they, I felt like when they first designed the playoffs, it's supposed to be one team from the ACC, one team from the SEC, mm-hmm. one team from the Big Ten, and then one team from the Pac-12. Because you know you got all of the bowls in there, and then you yeah. know that's why they want to expand it because you because you leaving out the Big Twelve, you leaving out like every major conference. You're supposed to have a team oh, representing yeah. them Supposedly, and then they, they, they play it out. They didn't run it out like they that. They didn't run it out like that. And I hate that they didn't do it like that and that's what's forcing everybody but see, to you know, now, together. Now they've been talking about you know, since they're supposed to be expanding to what, 12 teams? Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to have a conversation about who's actually going to be able to get in and are they going to allow those other group of, or, I don't know, group of five teams, whatever you want to call them now, uh, to even be able to get into play. But then another big conversation is that you got the Pac-12, this is, which is about to probably dissolve, which they really don't know. They don't know if Pac-12 is going to dissolve or they're going to recreate themselves and then, you know, try to be something stronger. But, but nothing will be stronger than what they, was, what what they, they are now. Had. So, so it's like, you know, what do you, 
Like, who what, do you, what are you, you really waiting on at this point? They yeah. might as well just go ahead and do the 12 teams. They need to do the 12 teams because the four teams is really not fair, bro. Yeah. Because what I don't like, the fourth team always gets screwed either way. Yeah. If you, if you, make, it, if you make it to the playoffs and you're the fourth team, you get screwed automatically. Yeah, yeah. You don't, like, you don't really, really stand the chance. Yeah, they let you in. Well, I won't say they don't stand a chance. It just depends, depends on who the 14. Like, I'm going to say this. Like, was it last year when Cincinnati got in? Oh, come on, bro. That shit was trash. When, when You know what I'm saying? Cincinnati versus Louisville. Yeah. Alabama? Or, yeah, that was. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, they ain't really got no chance, bro. bro. Like, and then what about that year when it was Alabama against Washington? Disgusting. Well. Disgusting. I mean, but hey. You know, it is what it is. But Like, I understand, but I feel like they set them teams up like that just to be like, oh, you can't really compete with the SEC or you can't compete with the Big Ten. You don't know that. But one thing I can say, I don't think the SEC likes the fact that for the past couple of years, they've been getting beat. They, the Big Ten has been starting to become more dominant than them. Because yeah. think about it. Ohio State, Michigan has been making it for the past what? They've been in a couple four or five years. Yeah, they've been in the last couple of years. Because at first it was just always, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Every now and then you might get a little Clemson. You might get a little, you know. Well, I'll say shit. Clemson was in there like the last four years. Yeah, Clemson done though. Yeah, this year they done. This year. But you know, it's funny. You, every year you see Clemson, you can just kind of see them kind of decline a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, because they losing recruits to the SEC. And, and then if they not losing recruits to the SEC, next thing you know, bam, they losing recruits to Miami, Florida State, North Carolina's making an impact now. They losing, they losing well, everybody I, I think I think all that's about to change anyway because just that portal, bro, it's, it's really, it's good and bad for college football. And like, what Dion is doing, bro, he's really like the first one to just be like, man, hell, I cut all y'all and go give me a whole new team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a good and a bad thing for football, but it's also pretty good for these smaller programs because now you got a lot of players that you didn't think you could get coming to your school. Yeah, and that's when they just reinvent college football all the way around. It's so like great marketing scheme. And, and and then you got things like, man, I can go I can go to Houston instead of being in North Carolina, you know what I'm saying? I, I can go, I can go here instead of you know, like you you got you got a a, a a real chance to really make your own choice about where you want to go because and you play immediately. The great the great thing about it, and even even you can vouch this because there is gonna come a time when coaches like Nick Saban, Dabo, they're gonna retire. Mac Brown, they're gonna retire. So. What will be the number one recruiting tool after these so-called coaches step in? Man, that's that's the only that's the only tool you can you gotta have. You gotta have the best boosters, you know what I'm saying, and, and brands behind you, and that's what's gonna get you the number one recruits in the country. That's why because I feel like one of these days these small schools gonna jump up. That's why SMU gonna be back in a couple of years. Well, yeah. I think a lot of these schools gonna be back. All them schools from back in the day that they used to be giving money to their players and shit. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they gonna be back for sure, bro. There's no question about it. I, I look to see USC 
jump back up, you know what I'm saying, to be dominant. Yeah, because they have USC, UT, a lot of the old, like, you know, blue blue bloods, yeah, I would they're they, they going to be back. I wouldn't be shocked if we see Stanford. I wouldn't be shocked if we see, like, a whole bunch of, like, wild school. Stanford, nah. Which you ain't seen in a while. But like, but they, 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 they have a good. Only reason I say no to Stanford is because, well, one, where's Stanford going right now as far as conference play? They going to the Big Ten, huh? No. But it's only Washington State and Oregon State left. They, they are going somewhere. Oh, hold on, let me see. Stanford's going somewhere. Oh, that's right. They're going to ACC. My bad. But I don't understand why they going to the ACC West. <laughs> I mean, it's it's good for the for the team, but looking at the competition around, bro, some of these other schools, it's easier for a player to get in. I'm one because Stanford is hard to get into. Do I really want to go to Stanford? True. You know what I'm saying? If I'm just looking to play ball, do I really want to go to Stanford? Now, if I'm a graduate transfer or something like that, I can see myself going to Stanford. I, I know that, yeah. But, Playing for Stanford is like playing for Harvard or Yale. You just out there just to be out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just like Rice. It's like, I ain't going to Rice to really play football. Yeah. I'm going for bigger things than that. That's on the on the book side of things. But, hey. It, you go there to own the team, not play for it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like like we were saying, man, it's a, it's a whole bunch of good games out here. You got Florida versus Kentucky. Uh, that's a one-point spread. Kentucky at home. I think I'm going to ride with Florida. They're going to. Get their yeah. fourth win Florida, of the season. Florida look good for sure. Kentucky going to get their first loss on the season. We got uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Another good duel. You know, it's a good a good Southern battle. A lot of people like to see them two teams go heads up. You better win, Jimbo. You better win. Jimbo, Jimbo needs to win at least nine games this year. I honestly think, I think he needs to win nine games this year to save his job. If he can't get nine games... And, and he can win eight games in the season and win the bowl or... That's good. Yeah, but he, he, he needs That's to, job security for him. He needs to get about nine wins because right now he's looking mediocre, bro. But he needs a major bowl, though. He needs one of the bowls for, like, the top 15 people. He needs to be... I'm not saying, like, he needs to be in, like, a Fiesta Bowl like, or a Sugar Bowl because, you know, those are designated nah, he, for the... But, if, look, if he went, if he go by 8-4 to 9-3 this year, they're going to be ranked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And they're gonna be probably about, maybe probably about 15 in the nation or something like that. If he can end the season around that 15 mark, bro, he keeps his job. But if he win like six games this year, and they yeah they'll be bowl eligible. Nah, we can't be bowl eligible with no six. Games. Yeah, yeah, bro. That, that, you but you gotta win seven. No, you need six games to be eligible. Oh man. Six games to be eligible. You tell me you never lose the season and be bowl eligible? Well, you're going to be six and six. That's 500. Then oh, gonna he, oh, I see what you're saying. Because he's not playing for, like, the SEC championship. So, he don't, yeah. so he don't get that 13. Like, game. if he goes. He they play 12 games, and that's it. He not he yeah. not in the bowl. If he goes six and six, he probably going to be, like, in the Texas Bowl or something. That might that might be a little too good for him. He, he probably be in the uh What's the bowl that's in uh, Birmingham? Was it Liberty Bowl or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might be in a Liberty Bowl or something. That's right. that's gonna be that's gonna cost for him to get fired. Bro. Right. It's gonna cost him to get fired for sure. But um, Georgia and Auburn, another good one. That's yeah, that is gonna be good. And you know, this is actually Georgia's first, I think, SEC play. So 
They just be beating up on all the Oh, hold up, no. They played somebody last week. They played somebody last week. No one yeah. believe. Well, this is the first team that I think that's actually going to be competitive. I'm going to say that. Georgia and Auburn at Auburn. Uh, spread is actually 14 and a half, but I actually look to see Auburn kind of sneak up on Georgia and you might find out and see an upset. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Texas and Kansas. It's easy to say that the Longhorns going to win this game and the spread is 16 and a half, but if you actually looked at Kansas, bro, they're they electric on offense, bro. They, they know how to put up points. And I think that's the one thing that Texas has been struggling to do is just consistently put up big points. But if they can do it this week, Texas might be all right. That's crazy that we actually talking about <coughs> Kansas and they have nothing to do with basketball. We were actually talking about the Jayhawks in football. Man, they've been they've been really putting That's a crazy. lot of money into that football program. That's crazy. They've been putting a lot of money into that football. Les program. Miles has really turned that team around. Oh yeah, and I was talking. You know, we was talking about that. Les Miles is not the coach anymore. When he got fired? No, he didn't get fired. He just he got old. He just decided to leave. I think. Man, bro, he probably got. He just kind of resigned, I guess. And, and speaking on who the coach is, hell, I can't remember his name, but I looked it up, bro. It's not Les Miles, though, for All sure. Right, man. It's not Les Miles. All right. Les Miles, wherever you at, man. Hope you he doing at home good, right now. Man. Hope you're doing good at home, man. He ain't coaching. That boy, Gabby. That's what I said. He, he ain't coaching. Uh, LSU and Ole Miss, man. Got the good old, you know. Man, I'm riding with LSU. I am not falling for anything else that Lane Kiffin has to offer. Nothing. You know, three and one, both teams, two and a half line, favorite choice, LSU. Only thing about LSU, his court they quarterback. It's is. gonna be it's gonna be low scoring. Um I said like 17-14. Probably LSU. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, 17-14 LSU. I I I can respect that. Uh Notre Dame and Duke, bro. It's, it's another good one. You know, both of them got four wins. Notre Dame just took their first loss. Even though the game is favored towards Notre Dame, you know, by six. I actually think Duke might better pull something oh, out. I'm not trusting nothing. Bro, Duke no. Duke been putting together some good football teams. Them and Kentucky, you know. Them, they, a lot of these, hey, look. You know, they came down that. to the wire with Ohio State. And I know for a fact Duke stands no chance in hell against Anything Ohio State puts out there. So I am taking Notre Dame. And the only reason why Notre Dame lost is because they don't know how to count. <laughs> That's the only reason why they so, lost. So you, you really don't think Duke got a chance in this game? Nope. I do. Nope. I do. I, I watch Duke, man. They're they pretty solid, bro. They're pretty solid. Right. But pretty solid might not be good enough, you know, to be the uh, a high tier mediocre team. So right, that's <laughs> right. They are tier one of the mediocre. So I'm riding with the tier one of the mediocre. All right, we gonna see. We got uh, who's got? We got Arizona going off against Washington. Washington four and zero. Arizona three and one. I actually want to watch that game because I actually want to see the quarterback for Washington. I've been hearing a lot of good things about him. Well, look, you should have plenty of time to watch it because this game will be at 9 o'clock. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the only thing about Hey, that's the thing about the back 12 games. Who games me? Hey, I can't stay until like 1 o'clock in the morning. I got to go to church, man. <laughs> man. Hey, them games run too long. 
And don't let the game be good. Well, hopefully, if you stand up and watch it, hopefully it is good. Because otherwise, you're going to be pissed. No, let me tell you something. That's That's one thing I know about college football. If you down by twenty one, man, I can I can pretty much turn it off. And if if the score changes, just let me know in the morning. <laughs> well, now I just got to talk about my Houston Cougars. They taking on Texas Tech. Let's it's a two thirty start. Uh, Tech is favored to win this game, seventy seven percent, and in favor of them, eight and a half spread going against Tech. I mean, against U of H. They must be in Lubbock. Yeah, they in Lubbock. That's what it is. This game already sold out, by the way. There's no tickets available for it. And uh, I guess, you know, they just look forward to beating U of H every year, bro. They, they have it all over their news, and they talk about how they go throw tortillas and things like that, you know. They just, what? Wait, what? Whoa, whoa. What do tortillas have to do with us? Wait, <laughs> no, whoa, whoa. Explain that to me. That's what they do, bro. In Texas Tech. They throw... They, they toss tortillas and stuff. But they're in Texas, too. Like, what does that have to do with, like, do they throw tortillas at Texas? I'm pretty sure they do. They, they, if they throw it at Houston, I know they throw it at Texas. I have never heard of this a day in my life. They are throwing tortillas. Well, let's just look at some of the key players on this Yeah, game. tell me. Yeah, tell me this. this we is, got this Donovan Smith. You know, he got 1,000 yards on the season passing already. Five TDs, three interceptions. Not the best ratio. Uh, we got Shaw or Shaw. Uh, he's actually the backup quarterback for Texas Tech. Their starter actually got hurt, so that might be a good thing for you of H to try to get this win. Yeah, he probably got uh, that shaky. Seven hundred forty-six yards so far on the season. Seven TDs, four interceptions. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! He already got seven hundred yards. How many games this dude played? <laughs> I think he played in like two, bro. What? <laughs> yeah, he balling, bro. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? Damn. Hey, well, you you know, Texas I know they were the spread, but. They, they, they high, high alert, bro. They high alert. That's what you eventually need to be doing. For real. Man, as far as rushing. You know, I'm not really, not really too keen on uh, what Texas Tech gonna do as far as running the ball. I know they're gonna do a couple of, you know, uh, downhill runs, halfback dives and stuff. But if U of H can just stay in front of their receivers, safeties play well up top, I think they can force a couple turnovers and get this win. But that's gonna be the key of the game. They gonna have to force a couple turnovers. Oh yeah, that's. But you already know that's they have to do anyway. And then with them running spread. They're going to have to find a defense that they can settle into to just throw the quarterback off and make him just really just go through his progressions and just put a lot of pressure on him. Even if you just get some hurries and just make him force the ball out, yeah, that'll that'll really help us as far as, especially on the offense. Whatever they did against TCU, they can't do it against Texas Tech. Oh, we know that. Because if you score, if Texas Tech scored 90, in 90 seconds on U of H, U of H in trouble. Because this team, like I said, man, they run real fast. They're going to keep scoring, and they're going to keep running up the score. And as long as U of H allowed them to be on the field, they're going to score. But the crazy part is U of H knows this. They play them every year. 
So they should know. You know, it's funny. They actually have been playing Texas Tech for like the last three or four years. Yeah, so Every year, they bro. already know what to expect. And Look, it's always the it's same gonna story. We don't, they don't try to throw the ball deep. They don't try to throw it over the middle to the tight end. Every now and then, you might get, they, they might hand it out to the you know running backs. You know, get, he only going to gain like maybe like three, four yards every carry anyway. He ain't going to have, he not going to go out here and just pound the ball. They ain't doing none of that. They gonna try to make him in situations where he can just catch the ball over the middle, tight end, or they going over the top on the outside. Yeah, they're gonna make it That's look it. easy. They're gonna make it look easy if they can. Uh Tech has allowed 347 yards overall of offense against, you know, uh as far as their defense is concerned. U of H has allowed four hundred and seven yards of offense of yards against their defense. So it's so, so that means it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a shootout. It's that's not going to be a defensive need. game at all. all right, and that's what we need. We just need to make sure we make less mistakes and create less turnovers. Yep. yep. Then, then, uh, then there, that's it. That's all we need to do. Is so, if I, was to make, if I was to make a final prediction for this game, man, uh, I'm going to try to ride with U of H. I'm going to say 31 to 24. I'm going to say 45-42 U of H way. We gonna finally win it in overtime before we get to overtime. Because I feel like we go to overtime, it's gonna be ugly. That's what happened last time. They went I know. Over. That's and why I say if we can just really get down there. But we gotta execute on offense, man, and that's the problem, bro. If Dana just make the right calls, man, in this game offensively, and his defensive coordinator uh, makes some good calls, like I said, force a couple turnovers, they. The Houston Cougars will be all right. Otherwise, we're going to lose. Damn. Well, we done covered all college football. Now it's time to turn the page. We got a lot more to cover, and it's uh, NFL time, people. You know it. My favorite time and my favorite segment. Hey. Bum of the week. It's a lot of bums of the week. And it's a, this was just a week of blowouts. And speaking of blowouts, we had uh, the Tennessee Titans facing off against the Browns. That was a 27-3 to win for the Browns. And did you see Ryan Tannehill out there? He looked garbage. Oh, man. Hey. Why are they not putting Will Levis in the game? Maybe, they, maybe it's, it's something wrong. I don't You know what. I don't think there's nothing wrong with Will Levis. They might as well just go ahead and just put who they drafted last year. They might as well put Malik Willis out there for right now. Willis can't do no better than Tannehill at this point. Uh, hey, but I want to see something. Levis. Something. I, see I actually want to see him too. At but this you know point, what? You might as well. I think. I think if they lose another game, like if they say say they lose next week, we gonna see Levis. Come on, man. Derrick Henry only had twenty yards rushing. Because there ain't no he gonna touch the ball. That's that's their whole game plan. If if Henry can't run the ball well, Tennessee ain't winning, bro. They ain't winning. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback to do it. You know what I'm saying? Henry is everything for that team. Man, they need some type of spark on offense, and Ryan Tannehill is no longer that. Well, surprisingly, Deshaun Watson did look new and improved this week. 289 yards, two TDs, no picks. That's a first. I'm actually proud of him. The point is, uh, is he going to be able to do that consistently? Yeah, he, he needs to stay consistent because otherwise – yeah, for two hundred thirty million, he got you. Yeah, that two hundred thirty million, they gonna be trying to find a way to get that rid linger of his. That's gonna linger over his head for the rest of his career. They gonna be like, remember that time you stole that money? <laughs> uh, he right now he's still stealing because we haven't really seen a, enough to say that he's worth two hundred thirty million. No, 
but it's good that he turned the page and he looked pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, he looked better, yeah. Yeah. Another blowout, Lions and Falcons, 20-6. to six. Lions won the game. Uh, Jared Goff, he played mediocre, but he did enough to get the win. 243 yards, one TD, one interception. Gibbs, though, uh, he's been looking good so far uh, in his rookie season. 80 yards on 17 carries. Oh, and then uh, Brown, nine receptions for 102 yards. NFL is overlooking that boy, but, man, every time I look up, that boy got a hundred some yards receiving. Yeah, he's actually turned into like a diamond in the rough right there. Jameer Gibbs too, because everybody was scrutinizing the Lions for even taking him. Yeah, I really don't understand why they didn't just bring back uh, what's his face, man, the, the running back they had just drafted. That's you talking about Swift? Yeah, DeAndre Swift. He didn't want to be there. No, but he went to the, the Jets. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't really like the the, the better of the deal. I mean, man, when you really think about it, look. On paper, the Jets actually look good. Yeah, with well, Aaron Rodgers. see him play. I said on paper. So I said on paper. And when you see him, and when you actually see him. Well, you know another team that looked pretty decent on paper? The Broncos. Oh, man. And the Dolphins. The Dolphins just put 70 points on them. They beat them by 20. It was 70 to, I mean, they beat them by 50. It was 70 to 20, bro. Uh, uh Tua, that boy, he went for 309 yards, four TDs, eight chain, 18 carries, 203 yards, two TDs, and Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 157 yards, and one TD. Bro, what what is the NFL going to do about these Dolphins, bro? So, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask this real question. If you are the coach of the Broncos and they lose 70 to 20, what do you tell them on Monday? Like, how do you go into Monday <laughs> just trying to, like, navigate that? Like, what Honestly, can you say? Bro, they grown men. After the game, bro, we just all need to go get toasted and just try to. <laughs> it's just that boy said, I'm going to get drunk and forget it. <laughs> yeah, we just got to try to forget it. Make it seem like it never happened, bro. And then on Monday, man, just come in with a, a refreshed mind. And just uh, look to our next opponent and, and see if we can get the dub, bro. We gotta, we gotta get a dub in the in the uh, left column, man, because it ain't looking good. Only three so far. We got beat by fifty. I want to forget that, bro. What? Hey, you gotta go. On, hey, look, they need to go into week four, bro. They they play in Chicago, so hey, look, it's two shitty teams battling out in the toilet bowl. Yeah, they need to just go in week four, just you know, thinking about. How they can get the win and just just think that they never even lost a game. Just go in there 0 0, bro. All right, so tell me this. Tell me this. Both of them teams 0 3, the Broncos and Bears. Who needs to win more? The Broncos. Only only because. No, I really no, like. I feel the Bears need the this. Bears, the Bears the do. The Bears need that win. Bro. The Bears do need the win. Because but, Justin Fields' morale is like, it's in the shitter. It, it is. I, he, I understand he, why. I feel like if they lose that game, I feel like Justin Fields is like, he coming back to the locker room talking about trade me. Like, fuck this. Trade me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger than just Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? It, it, a lot of it is on him, though. But No, they fixed everything for him. And he, he looks horrible out there. So, so you saying Justin Fields is a bust? 
He's a big bus? I don't, I don't know. Is he the bum of the week? Because, <laughs> no, man. We know who the bum of the week is. Ooh-wee, I can't wait to get on him. Lord have mercy. Well, look. I say I say the, uh, the Broncos really need this win because you just got dominated on national TV, bro. 70 to 20. Everybody's talking about it. Everywhere you go, somebody's going to bring it up, bro. They were like, hey, man, you, you seen you seen that game with the Dolphins, bro? They put yeah. up 70 points. We ain't seen that but four times in the NFL history, bro. <laughs> you hey, know hey, what I'm saying? Hey, you need that win. Michael you know? Daniel out of line for that, bro. He know you're supposed to put the scrubs in. When they was up 56-13, you're supposed to put the scrubs in. It, it's crazy because the Dolphins just played just how uh, Oregon played against Colorado, bro. I know. Like, they was just nonstop. Hey, with the only oh, we going to go on. Miami didn't put, take their foot off the gas. Shit, Colorado really didn't take – I mean, uh, Oregon didn't take the uh, foot off Colorado either. It was fourth, fourth and short. They were like, you know, we going for it. Yeah, Nigga, man. fourth and five, we going for it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, they weren't trying to kick no field goals, bro. No, no punt, no nothing. They tried to put them boys away, bro. Put their foot on their neck, man. For real. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But it's, hey, it's another week, man. And, you know, it's got to refresh and try to go in there and get the, get the dub next week, bro. Yeah. That's all you can say. Hey, you know you know who else got beat down? Washington. It was 37-3. Bills defeated Washington. Uh, Josh Allen, he been playing... Pretty decent. He played subpar this week, though. 218 yards, 1TD, one, one interception. But uh, they running back, 15 carries, 98 yards. Diggs, 8 receptions, 111 yards. He out there balling out for his brother. Good job. Man, good job for the Bills. I'm looking forward to seeing them against the Dolphins uh, this this coming weekend. That's so, going to be good. That's going to be good. Just blow out after blow out, man. Hey, but I saw you pass up the bum of the week, bro. You know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, Zach Wilson. Bum of the week. <laughs> bum of the week. And let me tell you why. Anytime you got the offense arguing with each other on the sideline, you got everybody screaming at you, throwing trash at you, you got people in, in social media telling you, trade you, cut you, do whatever. Y'all even have the audacity, the audacity to go try to pick up Trevor Simeon. That's how disappointed they are in you, that they feel that Trevor Simeon is better than you. You, in all honesty. What what do you really think is wrong with Zach Wilson? Oh, he was just overhyped. You think he's overhyped? He was just overhyped. think he's just a bad quarterback. You don't think it might just possibly be the system? No. No, no, bro. There, there, there is no system. That's the that's the crazy part about it. All you gotta do is go out there and do what you've been doing ever since you was in little league football. Throw the ball to the team with the same colors as you. He can't even do that. What colors does Zach Wilson come from? He again? went to BYU. Ah, and that's why he's overhyped. Overhyped, <laughs> boy. You can't, boy. Who? In their right mind, taking a quarterback from Brigham Young University, number two overall. I'll tell you who. The J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> and that's why they are an M-E-S-S mess, mess, mess. You suck. Well, why? The Bears is a mess, too, because they lost 41-10. So we can go ahead and talk about uh, how they just got a they gotta make some changes. I think 
I don't think it's all on uh, Justin Fields. I think it's coaching. Oh, he said it. Justin Fields said it's coaching. How you? How did you hire a defensive-minded coach? You make all these improvements on the defense, and you have the worst defense in the league. Oh, you know what? Uh, His last name is Uberflus. You know what? Well, he sounded like he should be coaching a soccer team. Yeah, anybody. Not a football like I said, team. We was talking about it earlier. If your name, your last name is Uberflus, Jim Tom Sula, you know, coaches with those kind of names, bro, you, you know they ain't gonna be too good. Bro, you sound like you supposed to be in the AV room or something. Not on a professional level. Mm-hmm. I can honestly tell you that. Forty-one ten. They got dominated. And it's funny because this was America's game of the week. <laughs> I know you lied. <laughs> nah, for real. It was America's it game. It couldn't have been. Hey, it was all over TV. Oh, it was America's game of the week because Taylor Swift was there. That's about it. And, you know. Because the Bears put up, bro, that's like the Globetrotters versus the Generals. The disappointing part is uh, Travis Kelsey and his cop mustache. Oh, bro. Don't talk. Like, how, how, how he go from looking... Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I go to the club with Travis Kelsey. Now, we can have a couple drinks. Now he look like somebody that I just can't hang with, bro. I don't want to be on the scene with him at all. Man, man, that's, like, that, that's that Taylor Swift effect, hey, man. Travis Kelsey look like he worked for the FBI. <laughs> he probably do. But that's that Taylor Swift effect. Hey, one thing I can say, she got his jersey sales up, ticket sales is up now, because you see, when they play the Jets, the ticket sales are through the roof, and they just gonna get another easy victory. I tell you this though, Zach Wilson, you better not be bum of the week two weeks in a row. They might ball out this week for you. You might outplay Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's the funniest shit you said. Hey, that's funnier than me thinking that the Jaguars is gonna pull it off last week. And you know what they did? They went out there, let me down. Well, I, oh my god! Oh my god, bro! You know, I, I it is so I hard. Didn't expect, to I didn't expect my Texans to, you know, what I'm saying, it is so be as dominant as they were. Man, bro, every year when I think we got it together, bro, they go and do this. Do you know right now, in the past, I want to say four, three or four years, I think our record against the Texans is like one and six. <laughs> like, bro. Like, what are we doing wrong that we can't even beat this team? Or why is it there's so much intensity when y'all play us? Do y'all really hate us that much? Uh-huh. If anything, I thought the Colts was y'all adversary. Or the Titans. Well, y'all are the bottom feeders of the, of the division. So, you know, we got hey, to make sure we, we take y'all out of anything. It's like, bro, <laughs> I'm always thinking, okay, this idea, I know we're going to stomp these boys. No! We always, we can beat everybody else in the division. It come to y'all, bro, I feel, I swear to God, bro, I feel like they putting some clones out there or something. Well, you know, I, I don't know what really happened. I think y'all just got out coaching. Man, thing. Calvin Ridley wasn't catching nothing. He got hurt every well, that single too. time. Hey, Trevor Lawrence was out there just throwing nothing but sitting ducks. Jimmy Ward came out there and just made a complete clinic on the defense for the Texans. Damian Pitts was out there just running I all think, through him. I think that like the no pressures overlooked the Texans coming in. Apparently so. Because the Jaguars are not good enough to overlook anybody. Yes, they do have talent, but they don't have enough talent to overlook anybody. Well, I think 
Not think, at all. Some people do think that the Jaguars got enough talent to overlook people. I think Bullshit. some people some people Bullshit. some people believe that the Jaguars are almost in almost a part of that elite group of the NFL Stop. team. No, no, no. I'm telling no. you, bro. I hey, heard it on the radio. I, been, I, I heard watching, it on the radio. Let me tell you something. I've been a Jaguars fan since 1995, the inaugural season. Look, even even the year in 99 when they went 15 and 1, guess what? Did they make it to the Super Bowl? My point exactly. We don't have enough talent to sit there and overlook anybody. Just like when they just underestimated the New England Patriots in 2017, thinking they was going to go to the Super Bowl, what happened? They lost. They lost. You know why? Because they always get the big head at the wrong time. Why would you overlook a team that hasn't won yet that's eager to win? Why? Why? And you know what they did? They came out there. I'm talking about this game was too easy for the Jaguars to lose. I'm talking about offensive line for the Texans depleted. <laughs> De- depleted. They don't even know who they threw out there on the offensive line. <laughs> they just threw anybody. Guess what? Work, people. Guess what? CJ Stroud looked so comfortable in the pocket, I couldn't even believe it was him out there. <laughs> I could, I'm talking about Josh Allen was nowhere to be found, no pressures. He just gliding the ball to Tank Dale. I'm talking about the secondary was looking lost out there. He had C.J. Stroud didn't turn the ball over. But guess what? Jacksonville turned the ball over, though. We looked horrible. Horrible. And, and guess what? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, this win right there for the Texans will be Jacksonville's downfall later on in the season. He sounds I guarantee pissed. You. Yes! Yes! Ding, ding, ding! God damn it. Hey, let's look at some of the stats, man. CJ Stroud, 20 for 30, 280 yards, two TDs. Trevor Lawrence, 27 for 40, 279 yards, one TD, one interception. Uh, Devin Singletary had nine carries, 41 yards. Travis Etienne won 19 carries for 88 yards. And then... Tank Dell, five receptions for 145, one TD. Them daggers. Right. That's them daggers. And Evan Ingram, seven, seven receptions for 67 yards. 37-17 victory for the Houston Texans. And we got that 17 in the garbage hour. Man, you know what? Speaking on rookie quarterbacks like C.J. Stroud and things, here are the week four power rankings for all the quarterbacks. Number one was Patrick Mahomes. Two, it was Tua. Three, was Jordan Love. Four, it was Justin Herbert. Five, Brock Purdy. Six, Kirk Cousins. Seven, Lamar Jackson. Eight, Jared Goff. Nine is Josh Allen. And number 10, C.J. Stroud. Good job. That boy made the top 10. And he is the offensive rookie of the month. Yeah. Congratulations, man. You deserve it. Because let me tell you something. Talk about playing through adversity. Man, if that is you, because that offensive line, you got your work hit cut out for you this week because you're going against T.J. Watt. Oh, my God. Yeah. They better come up with some schemes for you, my boy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that for sure. Um, the, the Dallas Cowboys let everybody down. They didn't let me down. Losing to the Cardinals. Hey, I knew it. Dak, Dak, I don't know, bro. Dak Prescott 
He's really not the answer at the quarterback position for the Cowboys, is he? No. So no, it's not. You you think um No, I don't think it's Trey Lance either. You don't think so? Man, he needs some work. He needs some work. I feel like he needs to sit behind Dak or whoever they bring in next year to really just, you know, say, okay, he's ready now. Because that's one thing that I've noticed that teams are trying to gamble gamble on and drop. They're trying to find these quarterbacks with low mileage. And what I mean by that is they're trying to find these quarterbacks at these small schools who don't get hit a lot, who don't really just, you know, take the, the blunt of these heavy uh, hits and try to bring them in and feel like they can coach them up, which is, which is all good. Because I feel like anybody can be coached up. But at the same time, they're not ready for them NFL hits. You need somebody who actually been in the trenches, who can actually handle it. That's so, why Trey Lance always getting hurt. So, so you're saying Trey Lance is a softie, and every time he get hit, he just fold up, and then he got to sit out? Hey, he folded up faster than that chair that woman got hit with in, the guy in Alabama. <laughs> that man is going to fold every single time. Well, a 28-16 loss for Dallas. Hopefully they can turn it around next week because uh, they shouldn't be getting – Outplayed by Joshua Dobbs, bro. No way, no way possible. You better not get outplayed by a dude with no eyebrows. <laughs> hey, that's not funny, man. Got, oh, no, no. He got some condition. Oh, he do? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Got didn't alopecia. Mean that. <laughs> oh, he, oh, Al, alopecia? I don't care about that. <laughs> alopecia, that's just hair loss. <laughs> this dude, this dude's hey. an asshole. Who <laughs> <laughs> was hey. Oh, man. Alopecia? Hey, Jada Pinkman got alopecia. Well... Well, you know what? The Steelers and Raiders game was actually pretty good, man. Uh, 23, vic- 23 to 18 victory for the Steelers against the Raiders. And guess who got hurt again? Guess who got hurt again? That goddamn Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, shit. I would probably be hurt too if I went out there and threw 324 yards, two TDs, and three interceptions. He blew it. <laughs> he definitely blew it in the end. Hey, did, you, probably, did you watch the end of that game? Bro? He probably faked that concussion then. <laughs> I mean, they 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 had they was in position to really go down and win the game. And through that old damn interception. You know what, Jimmy, you haven't impressed me since the loss against the uh Chiefs in the Super Bowl. When you just missed Emmanuel Sanders wide hey, open in the end zone. That's when I started disliking you. Because Emmanuel Sanders was wide open. I mean, bro, <laughs> it wasn't nobody around him hey, for like 10, person, 15 yards. Hey, the only person that could have intercepted that ball was Jesus. I was like, Shit. hey, that's how you know. That's how you know a real quarterback from just a regular one. Because I'm talking about he blew past all the defenders, and he it's still it's crazy because I could just rewind that play back in my mind right now, and I could just visually see what happened. And I remember we was at uh, Bombshells looking at the game. I was like, oh, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. This like, dude, he just threw it to nobody. I'm like, hey, Emmanuel Sanders right here, nobody around him, bro. I'm talking about he was comfortable in the pocket. There was no... all. Hey, this had to be the easiest pass of his life. He spotted him, he saw him, he threw that ball. Emmanuel Sanders like this. The ball is 10 yards in front of him. I'm like, what Inaccurate. is this? Inaccurate as hell. 
And then he he good for getting his uh, receivers killed too. Cause I don't know if you seen that one pass he threw to Devontae Adams across oh, the middle, man. bro. I almost got his head knocked smooth off. Shit, we we should be happy he got up and hey, continued to play. That's why Devontae Adams said. My quarterback, said what he said. I would have yeah. set my ass on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's why Devontae Adams said what he said. He said, "Look, we don't have what it takes to win. We don't have the right we we don't have the right mindset here." Hey, so just know. Hey. Before the trade block, before the trade deadline, he will be moved. Bro, something got to happen because 13 receptions, 172 yards, two TDs. Devontae Adams a monster, and he still didn't get the dub, dog. Hey, that's worse than Richard Jefferson. Shit, crazy. Like Richard Jefferson leading the league in receptions and yards. No wins this season at all. Well, on Monday night, we had a couple doubleheaders. Uh, Joe Burrow, just sit down, bro. The team don't need the dubs like that, bro. Because they need you in the latter part of the season of what they need you for. You know, I, I was thinking, I was thinking about Joe he Burrow. He was horrible out there. He was horrible, but they did get the win, nineteen to sixteen. He, it wasn't because of him. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but I was thinking, why didn't he just sit out for like three weeks? You mean he need to sit out? Hey, because that calf strain gonna turn into something more serious in the long run. He's he's he can't really move. Yeah, he looks so uncomfortable in the pocket. And then you see the little thing on his on his uh calf and his ankle. Hey, that's crazy when you can't trust your own teammates. And he out there, bro. He not stepping into his throws or nothing. He boy out there looking handicapped, bro. He just all he can really do is hand off the ball. That boy looking like Tom Brady in his last year. Brady didn't look that bad. Payton did, though. Peyton Manning, that nigga looked horrible. He looked horrible. Yeah. The old sheriff looked like he had took two to the leg. Well, the Eagles still stay on the roll. 25 to 11 victory against the Buccaneers. Jalen Hurts, 277 yards, one TD, two interceptions. Uh, that's not good on his part. I think he could do better at taking care of the ball. Mm-hmm. But hey, Anything to get the victory. DeAndre Swift, 16 carries, 130 yards. Hey, he the breakout, he the breakout star so far for that team. He's a really the one that's really keeping that team off and flowing. Because if one thing I can honestly give Philadelphia credit for, they gonna find a way to run the ball. That offensive line, they come through with them rugby scrubs and they gonna get underneath and they gonna create them openings and them holes. And I'm telling you, that boy is running through them. Yeah. You know, I just peeped. I had said DeAndre Swift was with the Jets. I was thinking about uh, Cook. Yeah. I was thinking about Dallas Cook. His career, though, because Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah. Brees Hall been balling. He out of shape, though. Because he, because you remember that first game, that boy ran, that boy just ran out of gas and just ran out of bounds. (laughs) He probably in football shape now, but at first he wasn't. And that's why you don't see Dalvin Cook carry the ball a lot. I don't think he in football shape right now either. He ain't played in a while. Neither one, one, one Brees Hall hurt or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he both tore his ACL. Both of them coming off injuries, bro. So I would say by week eight though, six, six days they, they gonna be ready. They gonna be they gonna be really be ready. But the only but thing, the only thing is the quarterback. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Hey. You got you got to get hey, look, look. If you don't want to sign Kaepernick, you can sign you can sign me a D Raw. Cause all I'm gonna do is hand that son of a bitch off. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna do. Hey, I can do better. Than, hey, I can complete a five yard pass. Zach Wilson can't even do that. 
Bum. Well, Houston takes on Pittsburgh, and uh, my biggest concern is T.J. White and that other dude, High Smith, coming off the edge, bro. Two edge rushing is going to be a big problem for Houston, especially if Tunsil is not back this week. And uh, we're probably not getting Titus Howard back this week either. So we got too many tackles hurt. We got Josh Jones, he hurt. Tunsil hurt. You know, Shaq Mason hurt. Wait a minute, Josh Jones is a fill-in. He got hurt? They are questionable. So we don't know who's going to play and who, you know, who's going to not, bro. So hopefully Jalen Petrie show up this week. We need him back. Denzel Pyramid. Like, it's too many injuries that's key to the team uh, as far as, like, winning. You know, looking at the Steelers, I could see they need Allen Robinson the second back for sure. Uh, they probably could use some help on their offensive line, defensive tackle. They, yeah. But overall, I mean, if the if the favor is for the Steelers to win by three points, um, I think the Texans got a chance. Now, I know that it's only three points because the Texans at home, so we're probably looking more at, like, ten points. Uh, to, but, man, if the offensive line hold up, they could, the, the Texans can actually win bro. the game. They, not Kenny Pickett, up. Kenny Pickett is a clock manager. He's a game manager right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about Kenny Pickett beating us. Najee Harris is a different story, but I'm worried about the pass rush and uh, how C.J. Stroud is going to be able to handle that because the offensive line hasn't been good. Oh no! Now we, you know, they didn't play too bad against the uh, Ravens. They, he was still running for his life, which I know he's going to be doing that in this game with T.J. Watt. Fucking assassin on the other side. But the crazy part is you can't even double team TJ Watt this time because you gotta have Highsmith out there knocking the shit out of him. So what can you I wonder what kind of game plan I, I think you, Bobby you, Slow is gonna you come can, up with. You can double team him because nah. if Highsmith comes from the other side, you can have a guard help and double team with the tackle against TJ Watt and probably just let whoever only thing, bro, if they run a blitz, though, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, that's what you can't, if he can, if he can read it and just leave probably that deep tackle or whatever that's right there, you know, to come at him, he, he can get away from him. But the question is, how long is that double team going to hold up on TJ Watt? I want to know how is this going to change up the offense or what they're going to do to actually prepare for it because they already know. That's the big question mark right there. How can we protect CJ Stroud in this game? Because – Right now, the way he's looking, the one thing I don't want, I don't want him to get hurt. And, then, you know, if he's taking too many hits, or if you feel like the game is unreasonable shit, you know, they got you know, they got something bad trying to, like, you know, leave him out there. Yeah. I don't want to leave him out there. Not for this one. If you feel like it's getting away from you too soon, hey, go ahead and throw in Case Keenum. Get him ready. I don't think it's going to get that bad. It's gonna be it's gonna be a defensive game. It's gonna be close, but um, the key is to keep T.J. Watt and Highsmith off of C.J. Stroud. And if if they can buy him a little time, we're gonna be willing and dealing. Okay. Cause I'm not too I'm not too concerned about any other part of that team other than a pass rush. I think they secondary might be okay. They linebackers might be all right, but we could beat that. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll give y'all a chance. And, like, I'm not sure if Michael Fitzpatrick going to play, but I know right now that Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud connection is good. 
Nico Collins is getting better. I even had a John Mechie sighting. So that's that's room for improvement. Now, I don't know why y'all not getting Dalton Schultz involved, but that's not my place. I think Dalton last week was more of a a run run blocker and pass blocker. I think he was just there as for, more for being an extra body to help assist in blocking. And they're going to do the same thing this week, I think, because they're going to need the extra men to help stop the pass rush. So I look to see Dalton Schultz probably – he's going to get a lot of snaps because he got a lot of snaps last week, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more blocking. But hopefully when they get in the red zone, they, they can look more for Dalton Schultz being a primary receiver a little bit more often to try to change it up a little bit more. I believe that. But uh, biggest threat, man, they got though is George Pickens on the offense. Yeah, because the other the other receiver hurt, right? Yeah, Allen uh, Robinson hurt. No, it's another one too. Is uh, Deontay Deontay Johnson, I think. Yeah, 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 Deontay Johnson. I ain't too worried about him. He average. Hey, but Pickens. Yeah, jo- yeah, Pickens. Yeah, he Pickens is gonna be a problem. Um, we we already know we down on Stingley. He on IR right now. So he got to miss four games. For but, but you know what? Shaquille Griffin, he played pretty he, he damn played good. good. He played pretty damn good. People be overlooking it because, you know, he he been bouncing around from team to team. And, you know, he had he had, he was good. He was good with the Seahawks. He was good with the Jaguars. It's just, you know, he just let it run his course. Yeah. And he's good. For me, to me, I feel like he's better as a nickelback than anything else. He's pretty good at nickel, but... I just like the fact that he can hit too. You know yeah, saying? and that's why I say he's good at nickel because he can come over and really. And he, he you can yeah, put him he, on blitz packages because you know he gonna hit. Yeah, he gonna make some plays. Which Stingley wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, he too pretty. I don't know what's the deal with Stingley. And it, it's just funny, you know, it's two years, bro, and you just really can't really say anything about Stingley. We don't really know if he's gonna be a bust or he gotta just get over the injury. Be just, because, but you already knew you was taking a gamble because you took him injured out of college. So that was that was an issue, and that's Nick Casario' problem. He needs to stop drafting these these injury prone ass players because Juice Scrubs was injured, Stingley was injured, and look at him now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and Ken Green, he had an injury problem in college too, and look at him now. Like all yeah. these all these players that had a history, he's drafting off potential. Hurt. That's that's and there's nothing wrong with that. He's drafting off what they used to be before the injury. Well, well, first off. When we talk about potential, I don't know what kind of potential he's seen in Kenyon Green because I haven't seen a flash of that uh, from last season when he was playing. But I think I think that's just work ethic with him. I feel like he has talent. He just has a poor work ethic. So and, that's, and that's not a good combination. So you just think... You can't be good and lazy. Just lazy, yeah. He might be. Well, week four, we got some good games. I think everybody's pretty planning a, a pretty good game. Uh, we just going to fly through these, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much say who we predict going to win and move on. Uh, Detroit, Green Bay, solid game, Thursday night. I'm going to roll with Green Bay on this one. I think Jordan okay. Love been pretty pretty good so far, man. I'm, I, I'm riding with the Lions. And you know why? Hey, Jordan Love has been good. But without the running back duo combination that they need in Green Bay, I don't see them getting it done. What's your prediction? Hey, oh, this oh this one here gonna be a nail biter. I'm saying like 2017 on this one. That's fair. Spread two points. Yeah, that's hey, that game gonna be close. It really, you can tip the scale and go anyway. I'm just gonna ride with 
Detroit because they came out and they actually proved that they can actually win some games. They let the one from Seattle get away from them just due to turnovers and poor play. But once they got their head on straight, they came out and dominated against Atlanta. They showed they can beat teams like Kansas City. So I feel like they can beat Green Bay too. Okay, okay. Well, this one should be pretty good as well. International Series, Jacksonville in London, facing off against the Falcons. Got to worry about Bijan. You think y'all going to better slow him down? Hell no. Nah. We couldn't even slow down Damian Pierce or nothing else. Now, the main thing that I will say, if our defense can show up, the game might be close. But offensively, Atlanta got us way – it should be heavily favored for them. This one right here might actually be a shootout because every game that I always go to England, I always be high. I'm looking at maybe like 31-28. But – I think it might lean towards Atlanta. That's I think what I'm scared you, of. I think you're far off. I think Jacksonville get their second victory of the season, and they beat Atlanta probably anywhere from like now you said seventeen, probably seventeen ten, bro. I don't. I don't think Desmond really gonna do too much. Bro, but he don't have to do. You seen the running backs? Yeah, I oh seen them. That out. What's his name? Al Jazeera, and then you got um Bijan. Oh my! I think y'all can slow it down, man. Y'all went too bad against the run last week against the Texans. One of the best, but this week y'all be focused more on just stopping the run because Desmond Ritter, I don't trust his arm. He do, he noodle over there, bro. Yeah, he can't even get Kyle Pitts the ball. So look, Miami and Buffalo. I think this is gonna be the best game of the week. Oh, Miami better pull it out. Two and a half favor for Buffalo. Um, I think Buffalo gonna win the game. What? Did you not see the same team put up, bro? Bro, two of. Who who goes who is gonna right, hold Cheetah? Right, who is gonna hold Cheetah? You know who's gonna hold Cheetah? Number twenty seven. Bro, that dude time has passed. <laughs> that dude time has passed. Well look. He's still good, but he's not good enough to hold the Cheetah man. Well he's not gonna hold him by himself. He's yeah. gonna need some safety help. But yeah. but look, they won thirty seven three last week. Okay. They only held Washington three points. Dolphins, they put up 70 points, but they allowed 20. It's time. They got that last touchdown in the fourth quarter with nobody here. Hey, all I'm saying is, Buffalo got the defense to slow them down. True. And True. So I'm going to ride Shout with out defense. to Ed Oliver, bro. But y'all not getting the dub. Buffalo win, bro. Miami going to win that. Let's go, Cheetah. Close game, three points, maybe. I'm not trusting. I, I even, I'm yeah, not I trusting no team to let Zach Wilson beat him. I give you the shootout as well. I would say, oh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna. Like, I say they gonna win by fourteen. Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. All right, people. We, we I'm talking. Look. I'm talking about forty-two twenty-eight. I give them twenty-eight. I I give them that. <laughs> Hell nah. Hell nah. Two of them go out. Two of them pass for four hundred. No, he didn't. Tua passed for 400. I mean, he didn't pass for 400 last week. He's damn famous. He did it the week before. He got tired. Man. Come on, man. He put, come on. He got tired. Bro, Tua's going to get sacked, bro. He's going to be under pressure. Oh, no. Watch. All right. Oh, no. Well, look. Denver, Chicago. Who you riding with? Bro, <laughs> hey, I'm riding with the team that need to win the most. Chicago, y'all need this. Y'all need this. Because let me tell you something. I feel like if Justin Fields can't get this dub against his terrible defense, I'm telling you, he's going to be requesting a trade. He's going to be requesting a trade. I'm riding with the spread, bro. It's- Uber Flues. Your job is on the line. Uber Flues. 
Sean Payton getting his dub. Hey, hey. Uber Flues. Three and a half favorite for Denver. I'm riding with Russell Wilson. Because oh, at least he's a real quarterback. <laughs> and he knows what he's doing. Justin Fields a real quarterback. No, he, he don't know what he's doing he's right now. He's a real now. running back that throws the ball. Okay, okay. And so was Tim Tebow. So was... Uh, and where's Tebow at right now? He commentating. But yeah, that's exactly. besides the point. He's been commentating for a long time now. Yeah, he has. He has. Baltimore and Cleveland. This should be another good game as well. And Uh, then the fact that, I don't know, man. Cleveland never does good against their own, like, division. division. So, I really feel like Lamar Jackson will have a good game. He is. But I I wouldn't wouldn't, uh, put too much past Deshaun. I think, honestly, I think this will probably be the game Deshaun really got to Prove himself to see if we if he still got it. Like I think Deshaun could go out there, probably throw about three hundred some yards, maybe two touchdowns through the air, touchdown on the ground, something like that. Yeah, he gotta he gotta do all of that because especially with no Nick Chubb. Hey, but I ain't gonna lie though, Jerome and and Kareem been doing their thing though. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we need to we need to see Deshaun dominate. On all phases of the game. Well, they got to play the Bears. They got to play the Bears to do that. Or they got to play the Broncos or something. They're not going to do that against none of their division. Damn, he he that bad? Who? We we talking about uh, Cleveland, right? Yeah, no, I'm saying, though, you said about for him to get the number that you're talking about, they got to do that against somebody like those type of teams. In their division, all the defenses in in their division is good. Except for, I don't know. No, Cincinnati has a good defense. It's just they all no, they all got good defenses, but I think I think he's gonna have to ball out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he don't he got a ball out the outside of the division. Well look, Cincinnati and Tennessee, I'm riding with Cincinnati on this one, bro. Not with that one legged Joe Burrow. Shit. He better than two legs uh Tannehill. Hey, that, that, this is gonna be a real Levis sighting. Real Levis sighting. And the spread only two points. I think it's gonna be about a 10-point victory. Because they know Derrick Henry going to get more than 20 yards than what he did last week. That 20-yard stuff ain't going to last. It's 10 points going towards Cincinnati for me. Damn. Damn. You really think you really think they're going to lose to Tennessee? It's a possibility. If live, No. You know what? All you need is Derrick Henry to have a solid game on the ground. It's a possibility. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill can pretty much just, you know, guide him through the rest of the way. It's a possibility until kickoff. Um, Los Angeles and the Colts is also another good game. Like I said, bro, every week, well, not every week, but this week, bro, every game is pretty competitive. As far as what's on paper, it's pretty competitive. Indianapolis, Rams, I'm, I'm riding with the Rams on this one. I think they get it done. Yeah, because don't nobody want to trust no Gardner Minshew. No, I think, I think, uh, What's fake? Richardson ain't gonna be back this week. He gonna be back? Yeah, he should be back. Yeah, man. I don't want him to get oh. hit by. If he get hit by Aaron Donald, that's another concussion. He can't they have three concussions. One, one thing for sure, bro, he ain't gonna do all that running against the Rams. I don't think yeah. so. They gonna they gonna make him sit in that pocket and throw that ball. And I don't oh, think no, that's no, that's not gonna work then. That's why I say Rams gonna get the dub. Tampa and New Orleans. New Orleans at home. That's gonna be another solid divisional matchup. Uh, oh, Tampa gonna win that. I don't trust uh, James Winston. Yeah, I was going to say, if Derek Carr's still out, I don't trust James to really get the job. But they do get Eric Alvin Kamara back. So that might be a big step in but the right direction. But you know what? Yeah. James is really not bad. 
Yeah, but he turnover prone. He is, but if 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 they can hand it off a little bit more than than him, they might want to put Taysom Hill in. No, because Taysom Hill really can't throw. He can run though. Just run, just do a whole bunch of different runs. Yeah, yeah, all that's gonna lose the game. Tampa win the game. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. Like Washington and Philly. What you got? You know damn well I'm taking Philly. I don't trust no Sam Howell. You saw? Hey, look. They might want to go ahead and just start putting in Jacoby Brissett or just put in their ticket for the goddamn Caleb Williams sweeps. I think Washington is a mediocre team that could possibly. Uh, nah, they, nah, they, 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 they going to lose it. They're <laughs> they going to lose the game, but I think it's going to be competitive. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a divisional rivalry game. Is Chase Young playing yet? I haven't heard a sighting of Chase Young. Oh, God. That's why they didn't pick up his, uh, his fifth year option. No, this dude is injury prone. I hate that. Um, Minnesota and Carolina. Hey, Minnesota, you got to get your first win this week. You got to. I'm sorry. I see Minnesota uh, winning this game. Actually, I think they might win this game by a large margin. Man, did you see what Andy Dalton did last week? That dude is terrible. I seen a couple plays, but he didn't look bad when I was looking. <laughs> but he, he must have looked when he was running out to the field. And when he got on the field, <laughs> yeah, I seen him throw a couple terrible. passes. I seen him throw a couple passes. Hey, but how does, you know what? How does he always get to get? How does he get to keep a job? But nobody wants to sign Colin Kaepernick. He said he's not gonna take no more knees. Hey, he he sent that letter to the Jets. He only want to. He just want to be on the practice squad and earn his spot. Hey, you can at least give him a shot. Because I'm telling you. I believe that even at 35 years old, he's better than a lot of the stuff that's in the NFL right now. I'm talking to you, bum of the week. Yeah, you. He probably is better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> he's better than a lot of backups, too. I mean, to be truly honest. Hey, so, Cam Newton. Put your cleats on, you know, bro. Go try out for the Jets. you mentioned Cam. I forgot all about Cam. Hey, put your cleats on, bro. Go suit up. We need you in New York. Yeah, Cam done, bro. They need you in Gotham, bro. I think he done. Shit. He, he, he done Zach it. Wilson should have been done. Hey, anything better than what they got right thing, now. The only thing that's saving Zach Wilson is he probably like 12 years younger than Cam. Right. <laughs> Matt Ryan. Joe Flacco. They need you in Gotham, bro. They need you in New York, bro. Well, another good division rivalry. Uh, Vegas and the Chargers. No, it's not. Who the who who the Raiders backup quarterback? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he's hurt. <laughs> well, Justin Herbert finna just throw all over the ball. You know the Raiders got terrible defense because you know the defense then not even playing. They talking about yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah, they talking about he's something wrong with him mentally or something. I, I I don't understand. The Raiders always recruit these top athletes. And then they ruin them. They ruin them. Man, five and a half favor for the Chargers, too. Might be more like 15. And the crazy part about it is the Chargers lost Mike Williams for the rest of the season. He he tore his ACL. I've seen that. But this is good for Quentin Johnson to step up and Keenan Allen. If he can stay healthy, it's going to be great. Austin Eckler, hopefully he coming back from his little injury. They should be good. Yeah, the Chargers, Chargers probably going to make the playoffs. Even though they're 1-2 right now, I see them as a playoff team for sure. They're they going to beat the Raiders. Now that you 
Yeah. Now that you mentioned that uh that they had lost Garoppolo. Yeah, it's it's no point. It's yeah, no point to even no mentioning them. Hey, my bad, BJ. My bad, David, but y'all need some help on the offensive side of the ball, bro. Well, they they got a lot of work, bro. And you know, they'll hey. figure it out. Um, Josh McDaniel, this is last year. Yeah, I know you got to go, so I'm going to continue to wrap this episode up for everybody. Go Charlo, because we were talking about boxing next, baby. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Dane, bro. Congratulations, bro. You made it to the Bucks. Hey, you and Giannis, that's going to be a great duo. Yeah, and I'm going to get on that next. What up? This episode is incomplete, but it's still got a lot, a lot, a lot of good things. Listen to us next week. Thank you for your support.